Hey guys, this is Dan here from Real People Real Estate and this is Behind One Firm. Today I'm interviewing NASA, he's a financial planner. Um, welcome NASA, thanks for coming thanks by. Me, Dan. Um, what I'd like you to do first up is just tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Uh, so my name's NASA, I've been a financial advisor now for 20 years. I've uh, recently started my own business uh, based out at um, Green Road, but quite mobile. Um, so yeah, as I said, been planning for 20 years, look after uh, all types of clients. So, you know, young families through to pre-retirees, retirees, and everyone in between. No, awesome. Now, you brought up retirees. Now that's one question that I think a lot of people have, uh, especially in our market as well, where they've got investment properties and they've got other things. Um, tell us, like, how do I retire? Sure. Um, really complex question. Yes, obviously. It, it really comes down to a lot of things. So, firstly, what does retirement look like to you? So, for every person, it's completely different. Uh, you know, as I've been doing this job 20 years, so I've had clients who want to retire and, you know, had a lady once who wanted to live off 15 grand a year, which I don't know how you do that, but she was confident she could do that. Then I've got other clients who, as a couple, want to have 110, $120,000 a year. So obviously, for those two different people, it's completely different circumstances to how they're going to retire, how can they afford it, how do we get there. But I always, always believe anything in life, doesn't matter what you're doing, whether it's sport or music or any hobby, any particular goal in life, if you want to do something, the earlier you plan for it, the better. So, you know, to think I'm only 30, how am I going to plan for retirement? It's a silly question, it's not. If you can even do little bits as you're younger, the more likely you are to get to the goals you want in the future. So, um, so I recommend everyone has a chat to a planner, um, sits down and says, well, this is where we're at, this is where we want to be. And there's always little things we can do along the way to make that process better and, and get you to where you want to be. So, in calculating, uh, as an example, how much you want to live off per year, um, how does that sort of work? So, if I say I want to live off, you know, because your, your, your house is probably paid off at that point, yeah. um, let's assume so for this for this case, um, say I want to live off $50,000 a year, what, what do you look for? Yep. So I guess one of the very first things I get people to do when they sit down with me is to fill out a really comprehensive budget. Um, oh, actually, I don't really like calling it a budget, I call it more of a spending plan. So it's, what are you spending? What do you want to spend? So I want to retire. Um, I need $40,000 a year just for basic expenses, so food, groceries, um, you know, medical bills, private health, all that sort of stuff. And then I want five grand a year for memberships, I want five grand a year to go out once a week and spend a hundred bucks on dinner, that sort of thing. But I also then want $20,000 a year to go on holidays. So yeah. then we go, all right, so we've got 40,000 base expenses, we've got 10 grand worth of hobbies and so forth, and we want 20 grand for holidays. And then we work out how we get to that point, what sort of lump sum do we need to achieve that? Um, so, you know, in, in retirement, depending on what age you retire, you know, you, you might have some investments that we're using to draw down on, you might be able to get some of the age pension. So it's about having all these different areas work together to get you that final number that you need to live off. Yeah, no, that, that's really good. We're going to stop a little bit here. Okay. 
and uh, I'm going to talk about the Royal Commission. Okay. Not one of my favourite topics, but go no. ahead. <laughs> uh, so tell us, um, I think, uh, I'm going to explain it in layman's terms, but what actually happened? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so basically, ASICs had quite a few requirements of financial advisors now for probably since the late two, well, before 2010. Uh, when the Royal Commission happened, it turned out a lot of these requirements weren't happening and there was some dodgy stuff going on, as we heard, things like um, fees for dead people and so forth, which, uh, working for an organisation at the time, that um, it felt like we were on top of all that. It was pretty shocking for me to see some of these other organisations were obviously just completely flouting the law and, and that sort of thing. So, so personally for me, a lot of the stuff that's coming now is not that big a deal um, because I feel like I've been doing that for the past probably 10 or 15 years anyway. Yeah. Um, but it just means from a consumer point of view, a lot of clients are paying fees and not getting the value for it. Yeah. Um, so, so nowadays it's going to be a lot more transparency. Clients need to know that they're getting value for money. They need, need to know what they're paying for and, and they actually need to show that. So for me as a financial advisor, uh, I just need to make sure that a, my client's getting the value they're paying for, and B, if asset comes into my business, I can actually show what my clients are actually getting as well. So it's a lot more onerous for us around some of the paperwork and that sort of thing. Yep. Um, but it's all around trying to protect the consumer, make sure consumers know exactly what they're paying for. Paying for. So a lot of that is, is basically what we saw in the media around fee for no service. Exactly right. Right, yeah. okay. Yeah. And you know, you used to be able to charge clients feed to their soup and they might not even know I'm not paying that and they're not, right. getting, not getting any, not hearing from a payment for years. So um, so that's obviously what a big part of the Royal Commission was about, was people paying for the service they just weren't getting. Um, right, so, so one thing that I saw was um, fees being charged every 12 months or, or something and um, the planner not actually touching base with the client and exactly. stuff like that. So that's, yep. Exactly. That's pretty much what they were talking about, exactly. as well as the deceased. Yep. So a lot of what's happening now is you need to show that you've met with the client in that 12-month period, what you've provided them with, what level of service they've received, um, and you know, and it's just all about the client actually getting them what they're paying for. Yeah. So, yep. And as I said, the, the organisations I've worked with over the past few years, they've all gone down that path anyway. Yep. We needed. To, you know, if you had contacted the client within the four months, you'd actually get emails, why have you contacted this client? Um, you know, we're going to switch off their fees if you don't provide the service, that sort of thing. So, okay. so for me, going to my own business, I feel well prepared that I'm already well and truly, that's the way I do things anyway. So, yeah. um, and it's just about them speaking to clients if they don't feel the value is there, then they may switch off that fee at that point and, and then we might touch base down the track and they need the service again. So when they do want to switch off those fees, there's no penalty, there's, no, there's none no, of that, it's no, no. switch off and, and away we go. Is that, that's obviously what you're, uh, what you do yourself, is yeah. that the same with other organisations? Yeah, obviously all organisations are meant to be going down that path now, yeah. for sure. Okay, yeah. Yeah. nice one. Sounds good. Now, another question um, that I think some people have, and I, I guess you could say it's a uh, question that people might have in backyard barbecues and all that sort of thing is, um, maybe we do hear a bit, is um, 
how do I get my super to work best? Yep. So what are, you know, um, especially, maybe we'll go down a few different age brackets if, that, if that's okay with you. I mean, so um, I'm 30, let's, so 30, 60, or even you guys as young as 20, I don't, I don't know, you, yep. you tell me your thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, I think the first thing is that, as I said previously about the retirement question, the younger you start, the better. Um, so looking at your super, looking at some strategies to build your super from a younger age. You know, even if you're putting in 50 bucks a month when you're 20, you know, by the time you're 60, this could be worth tens of thousands of dollars extra to you in your super. Um, so there's little strategies like that you want to look at. Secondly, the other big one is there's been a lot of focus on income protection and so forth in super. There's been more restrictions put on it. So, um, so a lot of people think, oh, I've got income protection in my super. And I've had scenarios where um, clients think they're covered in their super and then I'll actually write to the super fund, get the information and find out they've actually got no cover. And that particular super fund may not provide them with the cover. Um, so just on that quickly, you can write to any super fund to acquire that information, yep. I assume as long as you've got um, authority, authority on the client. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so a lot of people don't realise what they've got in their super. Um, so for me, one of the big things is making sure you're protected. Yeah. You know, young families, even if you're 20, you've moved out of home, you might be renting in the first place. If something happened, you're off work for six months, you want to move back in with mum and dad. You, know, you might not have the sick leave there, you might be in a casual role. If you've got proper cover, then um, you might be able to afford to keep renting and, and until you yeah. get back to work, things like that. Obviously, young families, crucial to have the right cover. And you don't want to necessarily be relying on the income protection in your super to provide you with that. Um, so that's the first thing I, I, I would look at. But then there's lots of little strategies that you can get out of your super as well that can add you know, $500 here, $1,000 there, and over the lifetime of your super, it can mean a lot of money. So, so there's little... Uh, Things where, say, you might have a married couple, one of them is maybe the main primary carer. The other earner can then perhaps put some money into their super and they can actually get some extra money put in by the government as well. So yeah. there's actual freebies, it's effectively free money you can get. So there's little strategies like that that we can implement, which might not be a huge amount in one year, but over 10, 20, 30 years can really add up for, for those clients. Okay. Yeah. One thing that I think, um, from, you know, I've come from a finance background. Um, one thing that I found people ask is, how does super work? So, uh, and you're, you're best place to answer this question than I am, but I think a lot of people think it's just cash that sits there and they don't actually understand the fluctuations as to, well, okay, one day I've had 50 grand in there, why is it now gone to 48? Could you obviously just in a nutshell just explain that quickly? Yeah. I think that would be yeah, sure. Really good. So I, I mean, really generalising here. Yeah. But the majority of people just tick a default box when they start a new job. They get opened a super fund, um, and the default is usually what we call a balance fund. Now, most balance funds will have anywhere between sixty and ninety percent is actually invested in the share market. So it's not sitting in a cash account. It's actually invested in shares. Now the benefit of that is over a 10, 15, 20 year period, that should earn a lot better than obviously just leaving money in a cash account or in a bank. 
But it does mean in the short term, when the share market crashes, you will see your super, it might have been like, said 100 grand, suddenly you get a statement for 95 grand, like, what, what? 